The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Friday morning to you, February 16th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for tuning in. Eric is a bit under the weather, so he's not joining us today. So, Pat, I'm behind the wheel driving this ship again. Keep it, keep it in the center. Keep it it between the bar ditches, we say in Texas. (laughs) And you know what what is interesting? They say it's like riding a bike. So that got me thinking, like, why is it like when you have to go back and do something again that you haven't done in a while, it's riding a bike? How come it's not like, oh, I don't know, it's like juggling or, oh, it's just like driving a car? You never forget. Muscle memory. That's That's what it implies, right? It's muscle memory. Okay. So. Hopefully, you'll remember how to do this. <laughs> Pat, I <laughs> and cannot. We won't wind up on the side of the road broken down. I cannot even remember <laughs> what I had for dinner last night. How am I supposed to remember oh, how to do this, boy? Okay. All right. My I'm mind... nervous. Now I'm very nervous. <laughs> My mind is full of like second grade, you know, teacher memories and things like that. It's all those really long term things that I can remember, uh, like riding a bike. I can remember that too, for sure. I had a pink bike and it had the little tassels that came off the handlebars oh my sister had that now i always put playing cards in the wheels so it made that noise that sounded like a motor that was always my my fun thing to do yeah (laughs) yeah oh gosh well anyways i'm riding a bike again it does seem to be vaguely familiar to me so we are on the air and we are going when i was preparing the open today i typed in february 16th and i went whoa we are already halfway through the month of February. Yeah. It's moving along. Yeah, because only 29 days this with the leap year February. Leap so year. we're actually over halfway. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So yeah, we're on the downhill slide for February. Yeah. And it's going to be a big weekend for me, Brenda. I'm a Ooh. little nervous this morning, not only because you're in control of the board. <laughs> Everybody here. gets nervous around My me. My first 10K. You are doing one tomorrow. My first one. Now, didn't you do a 10K when you went to Texas? It it was supposed to be a 10K, and I got entered into the 5K. So I did a 5K. (laughs) Your sister was just a little concerned? I guess so. She's like, "Ah, I think you're you're exceeding your, your, your limitations here. But so it was a 5K. So this will be my first 10K. Cook Park tomorrow in Tigard. Okay. Beautiful park. I went out last Saturday and, and did did the 10K. I wanted to make sure I could do it and uh, had a good time. So I don't know, you know what they say, good dress rehearsal, bad performance. So I don't, I don't know. The dress rehearsal went well. But I, I'm a little nervous about it. So yesterday I went and picked up my bib. So this is the okay. little number that you wear on the front. And it's got this little thing on the back that that is uh, uh keeps the electronic timing oh really yeah it's so a it little knows. like barcode or something that so do, are you running this or are you a speed no walker? i'm not my knees are not good enough for me to run okay. unfortunately they just are shot so uh i'm a i'm a fast walker though okay so my time on my miles uh last saturday on this course which is relatively flat was uh 1545 okay uh, on average wow so and then in my neighborhood on my walks when i'm doing my my you know race pace 
right around 16, 16, 15 on the Okay. Line. So, yeah. I mean, you know, but it's walking. It's a fast walk. It's a fast uh-huh. walk. And so for those of us, which is basically every American who just is not good at the metric system, <laughs> I had to look it up. 10 kilometers is... 6.2 miles. 6.2 miles. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I, I could see about where you are. Now, I have a little route around my neighborhood that's relatively flat. And it's three miles, and it takes me 45 minutes. That's good. But I, that's I, a good pace. That's when I go with the good deacon. If uh-huh. I do it by myself, I'm well over an hour because I stroll at a much more leisurely pace. And I remind him, I'm like, why are you going so fast? And he's like, I'm just walking. But I says, you know, my short legs, for every you know big stride you take, I've got three or four <laughs> little, little, you know, little Mexican lady walks trying to keep <laughs> up right along with him. <laughs> well, I do it. Uh, so what I do is I pace myself between the mailboxes. So I kind of figure figure out, okay, I've got to go race pace for these two mailboxes. The next mailbox, just kind of slow it down. Okay. So it's called interval. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So I'm learning. I've learned a lot. So I only started walking uh, back in May. Okay. So not even a year yet. Wow. Well, encouragement and cheers for you, Pat. You go off and, you know, do a body good. I just want to finish. I just want to finish and not embarrass myself. That is the main goal. And I'm nervous about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it looks like the weather is going to cooperate with you. you, Well, I'm a little nervous about that, too, because we've got all this wind today. The wind is going to be kicking up. And the wind should be there tomorrow. going to be cold. I'll endure it. I, I get out in all kinds of weather, so I'll just get out there and and see what whatever the Lord brings. I'll be ready to go. Okay. Yeah. Well, good luck. <laughs> I cannot wait for Monday morning. Just don't say break a leg. <laughs> okay. No, never, never. Swift like the wind, Patrick. There you, you go. will like be. The wind. They'll have the wind at your back and God before you. You will be successful in your endeavors. It is definitely a, a lot of prayer, and I'll be even more so tomorrow. <laughs> It's going to be so much fun. Well, oh, that's a great open. We got a great show ahead. It's Friday. Mm-hmm. So it is Friday. Yeah. Let's get things started. What do you got coming up? Well, we have got All-Star Weekend for the NBA this weekend and a big three-point shootout involving a former Oregon Duck. Oh, yeah. we were talking about this, this earlier. This is going to be fun. I'm yeah, looking forward yeah. to this also, too. And, Pat, we've got a Friday show, a second cup coming up in our 8 o'clock hour. We're going to be talking the best fish sandwiches in the, in the United States for Lent just in time. Just in time for today, it is National Tartar Sauce Day, which seems appropriate, too. <laughs> okay. So we got a great show ahead for you on this Friday morning. We're going to start things now with Chris Bray in the name. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's Friday. We gather in your name. We've come your Lord to pray. God, we know you seek us, conform us to your way. Won't you set us on fire? In the name of Father, in the name of the Son. Speak day. 
of the Spirit. faith in everyday life. That's Chris Bray in the name of, and at the name of Jesus, every knee mm-hmm. shall bend. Amen. 709 on the morning blend. It's Brenda and Pat. Glad to have you along for this Friday. And our parish of the week this week is St. Mary Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. Congratulations to Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, rector over there and the whole crew. And we're going to check in with Jenna Slotnick. She is the assistant to Monsignor O'Connor. Oh, maybe God we'll, bless that maybe, woman. <laughs> she deserves a medal. <laughs> On her way to sainthood, Jenna. Jenna's going to join us next with Sarah Kinsey, and we'll check that windy weather forecast next at Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Father Robert Barcelos in prayer with the morning offering. A morning prayer written by St. Therese. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, I offer Thee all my actions of this day for the intentions and for the glory of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to His infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them into the furnace of His merciful love. O my God, I ask of Thee for myself and for those whom I hold dear, the grace to fulfill perfectly Thy holy will, to accept for love of thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for all eternity. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on, where a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. At Mater Dei Radio, we constantly strive to be an inspiring source of faith and hope. Sharing the light of Christ restores us individually and also provides a powerful catalyst to revive the heart of our community. 
Join Mater Day Radio in this crucial mission of leading souls to Jesus and bringing a spirit of renewal into the culture. Mark your calendar for April 8th through 12th to renew your hope during Mater Day Radio's 2024 Spring share It's going to be a week of transformation, and you can be a major part of it by helping us build a strong matching fund for the event. Your support now will have a deep impact on our success in April by providing strong encouragement for our share listeners to match your prayerful generation. To learn more and make your matching gift, go now to MatraDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app and renew your hope during our 2024 Spring share at Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Matraday Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Windy Friday, wind advisory in effect through this afternoon. Uh, tomorrow afternoon, actually, for Portland and the Vancouver Metro, mainly along and east of I-205. Those winds kicking up to 50 miles per hour. 30% chance of rain, otherwise mostly cloudy with a high of 43. And tonight's low cooling back down to about 35. I think we had a good amount of rain, a cup of, of wind a couple nights ago because I noticed over my car parked in the driveway it was covered with like the little bits of moss and things from our tree it was getting blown over that's the way mine was this morning yep. yeah so yeah. be ready for that wind currently it is still a chilly 39 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church in Vancouver and the winds are whipping down the streets of Hillsboro it's 35 at St. Matthew Catholic Church our current parish of the week here at Mater Dei Radio is one that is going to be very special to all of our listeners here in the Archdiocese of Portland, and that is St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. Joining me this morning is Jenna Slotnick, and she is the pastoral associate at St. Mary's Cathedral. Jenna, I'm so excited to have you with us. And to start us off, could you just share a little bit with all of our listeners about St. Mary's Cathedral? Yeah, of course. I'm so excited to be here. St. Mary's Cathedral is a, an amazing parish because it's not only a cathedral parish, um, but it's also the cathedral of the entire archdiocese. So it belongs to all of the Catholics in the archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. So it kind of has this dual purpose. It's a cathedral parish. There's an amazing community there, but everyone who's a Catholic here, it's it's kind of their church. Right. Um, so it belongs to everyone. The cathedral is unique and special because it is the seat of the archbishop. So Archbishop Sample is um, leading the entire archdiocese, but the cathedral is where he celebrates the liturgy. He's the archbishop, but he's also a priest and he um, has a parish and and that's the Mm. cathedral. And so he celebrates masses for us and leads this community. And the physical cathedral chair is is here in this cathedral. Right. Um, That's where the term comes from. Cathedral comes from the cathedra. And so it's, it's a beautiful chair if you ever get to see it. Yeah, but it is special because it is, it is his church um, kind of in a, a unique way. And Monsignor O'Connor is our rector at the Cathedral Parish. So he is the pastor who oversees the day-to-day affairs. And yeah, he is a wonderful pastor. So I love that. Can you share just a little bit? What are some of the things that are happening at the cathedral on a regular basis? I mean, of course, there's the Sunday masses. And that's always so beautiful to see everyone come in at 730, at 9, at 11 a.m., and to just be with the community. Um, that's always just such a great day to, to rest in the Lord, to come together as a community. And we also, we're not doing it this Lent, but the past couple of months, we've been doing parish socials once a month. Oh, great. So we've had a cheesecake social, we've had a soup social, <gasps> oh. 
so much fun just to get together with the community. It's always a hoot <laughs> to, to just see people come together, bring food, share conversations. Um, but besides that, throughout the week, we have our daily masses, 5.30 on Monday and then 7.30 the rest of the week. And Thursdays are always really special, too, because we have adoration all day. The Thursday oh, is like, you know, traditionally the day of the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. So we have adoration from right after mass at 730 from 8 to 6 p.m. Oh, wow. So you can come in and adore the Lord in the in the cathedral. And at 6 p.m., we have kind of this evening prayer benediction that we do as well, which I, I went for the first time actually a couple weeks ago. OK. And it was so beautiful. I was just I was just blown away by Monsignor was bringing the lay the laity kind of into this ancient prayer of, mm-hmm. of the church, of course, and to just be able to stand and to sing and pray in the presence of the Lord, like right there, was so beautiful. So, encourage anyone who's interested to to come and be a part of that. Wow! Um, so, so that's every Thursday. Every Thursday, okay. yeah. Wow! And what mm-hmm. a, what a great opportunity that not only is there that beautiful evening prayer, but it's for so long throughout the day. So, if someone just is mm-hmm. driving by, they can just stop in for a little while. That's wonderful. Yeah. Now, Jenna, I know that this past Wednesday actually was the 98th anniversary of the dedication of the cathedral. And on a typical year, uh, it would not fall on Ash Wednesday, but that's right. what ended up happening yes. this year. <laughs> um, so I know that this year, Ash Wednesday took precedence. But can you share a little bit about what usually happens on that anniversary of the dedication at the cathedral. Right, of course. So what's really special about the cathedral is that if you've ever been there, you probably have noticed there's there's candles lining the church. And it kind of looks like Stations of the Cross, but the Stations of the Cross are, are, are next to it. But okay. these candles, they're, they're dedication candles. So they're only lit two days a year. So one of those days is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, which is, you know, the patronal feast of the church as St. Mary's of the Immaculate Conception. And the, the second day is the dedication of the church. I had the privilege of, of being there this past December 8th, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, and just seeing them all lit. And it was mm. it was so wonderful. Um, it just, you know, warmed up the space and was bright. And the mass itself just felt so, so special. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, we weren't able to do that this year because Ash Wednesday takes precedence over the, the dedication. But Normally on a on a regular year, when that isn't the case, we would also light the candles. Okay. We'd have, I believe, special intercessions in the mass, just like for the community and and then a reception afterwards with the community, just just to celebrate uh, everything that the cathedral is because we do so much and it, it is such a special church. That's mm-hmm. wonderful. Well, mm-hmm. I'll have to try to come in in one of the future years. Yes. I mean, we'll have the hundredth yes. in just a couple of years, which oh, is man. very exciting. I'm so excited yeah, for that. That'll be great. Yeah. Now, some other exciting things happening at the cathedral. Some of our listeners may be aware that there are some big renovations happening. So can you tell us yes. a little bit about that and maybe give us a an update? Yes. So this past January, really the beginning of this year, the cathedral is launching this project of renovating the the east wing, if you're looking north, of the cathedral. So our parish offices, the the rectory, all of that is being um, renovated and built up into new offices for the pastoral center staff. So all the archdiocesan staff are going to come and we're going to come together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
with construction, there's always estimates of time, how long right. that's going to take. <laughs> We're looking at, you know, maybe 14 to 18 months. I've heard these okay. kind of numbers thrown out there, but for sure a year. Okay. Um, and so we actually moved our parish offices across the street. Oh, wow. Um, so we had this big move in January, which, you know, the archdiocese was amazing. They they moved everything for us. They, they had sent movers over, which was... Well, that's good. Really great for yeah. <laughs> for I didn't you. have to move as much. So, um, but so far it's been it's been great. And in addition to that, we're also renovating the interior in the next couple of months of the cathedral. Yeah, fixing up some things that need to be repainted. And oh, wonderful! Um, and so exciting that we're actually going to be moving the tabernacle from that left side room mm-hmm. to the center of the church. And I, I feel like that's just going to completely change the way that mass is celebrated. And and it's going to be really, really beautiful. That's going to be happening hopefully before for Easter and Holy Week so that we can enter into those celebrations with just the Lord at the center, which I think is going to be really, really amazing. Oh, that's very exciting. Well, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited to just hear more as those updates mm-hmm. come along. I am speaking this morning with Jenna Slotnick. She's the pastoral associate at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception, which is our parish of the week. Jenna, I've really enjoyed our conversation and I want to ask you some more, um, but we're coming up against our break. Could you stay with us into the next half hour? Absolutely. 721 at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat on this Friday. Glad to have you along. And our Parish of the Week, we want to recognize your parish. we got St. Mary's Cathedral going on this week. Next week, it could be you. But we have to hear from you. You have to nominate your parish. So drop us an email, info, I-N-F-O, at materdayradio.com, and tell us why we should make your church our parish of the week. Then be listening Tech Tuesday, 840. Sarah Kinsey will be here to announce our next parish of the week with Materday Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The devil's third temptation for Jesus in the wilderness is doubt. He leads Jesus to Jerusalem, the city where he will soon be rejected and crucified. There he made him stand on the edge of the temple roof and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from there. Then, flipping the script, he tries to trap Jesus with some scripture quoting of his own, and says, For it is written, He will command the angels to guard you. With their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. But Jesus, again quoting from Deuteronomy, knowing he's trying to make him doubt God's care, rebukes him by saying, It also says, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Jesus is referring back to the times the Israelites were tempted in Exodus. Lent is like a mini Exodus leading us to the victory of Easter. We must also keep God as our refuge and fortress in whom we trust to see us to victory. This is Matt Maloney from KnowTheFaith.net. In the Lenten season, the Catholic Church invites us to prepare for the celebration of Easter Sunday of the Resurrection of the Lord. This period of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving allows us to imitate Christ during the 40 days He spent fasting and praying in the wilderness. Hi. 
This is Dina Marie of Faith Moments, and I'd like to invite you to a Lenten Day Retreat at the Grotto Conference Center, Friday, March 15th, from 9.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. on the theme, Behold the Lamb of God. This retreat features two conference talks, small group discussion, rosary and mass in the Chapel of Mary, time to explore the Grotto grounds, and luncheon fellowship following mass. For more information and to register for this Lenten Day retreat, visit my website at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. you like to make your spring cleaning plans a little easier this year? Let Mater Day Radio give you a hand. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you would like to clear out, our vehicle donation program is just the answer. You can donate your vehicle to Mater Day Radio and get a likely tax deduction in return. It's quick and easy, giving you a real jump start to your spring cleaning. Learn more about our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. 725 at Mater Day Radio, Friday morning, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. And we're gearing up for the big life gala. The Archdiocese mm-hmm. of Portland is hosting tomorrow. We've got details on the big event just ahead in news. And a frightening scene in the Philippines as the faithful gathered for Ash Wednesday. A balcony collapses. Many are injured and one death confirmed. Mm. I'll have that story for you coming up after the thirsting and Lenten music, My Soul. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. I'm kneeling in your presence, Lord. I feel your love and I know you're here. I'm praying all the world could see Eucharist is what we need I'm waking to a brand new day Praying I won't go astray I'm longing for your precious blood As I rise to start this day My soul's been longing Heart's been searching for your precious body Your body and your blood 
been searching for your precious body. Love pour over me, my soul's been longing. Heart's been searching for your precious body. Love pour over me, my soul's been longing. Heart's been searching for your Souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. That's Daniel Oberreiter in the Thirsting, My Soul. It's 7.30. In your news this morning, a frightening scene at Ash Wednesday Mass when a balcony floor of a Catholic church in the Philippines collapsed during Wednesday Mass, February 14th, leaving one woman dead and dozens injured. According to local reports, around 7 a.m. local time, the balcony of St. Peter the Apostle Church collapsed. According to the Philippine newspaper Phil Star, 52 people were injured and immediately taken to different local hospitals. So far, one 80-year-old woman was the only one who died in the collapse. St. Peter's the Apostle Church announced that subsequent masses were canceled by order of the mayor until city officials can assess the condition of the building. Nike on Thursday announced that it will reduce its workforce by about 2% or more than 1,600 people. In a bid to cut costs, Nike Chief Executive Don Donahoe said that the company is using its resources to increase investment in categories like running, women's apparel, and the Jordan brand. The company has been dealing with higher levels of competition from rival brands and concerns from customers about its ability to deliver innovative products. In recent years, it also dealt with inflated inventories, which have resulted in deep discounts on items like apparel and footwear that turn profits. The job cuts are expected to start later today, and a second phase will be completed by the end of the quarter. The Beaverton-based sneaker company has about 83,000 employees worldwide. Wow, that's a big campus. It does, just from the outside looking in, it does seem like they've got a lot of technology and a lot of buildings on that campus where they can get a lot of work done, but they've got to be able to keep up with the trends. Residents in Clark County are being targeted in a wave of jury duty scams. Superior Court Administration has received more than 20 emails and phone calls from residents in the last week alone. Scammers are contacting residents and telling them that they've missed jury duty and must either meet with someone or provide banking, credit card, or other information to avoid being jailed. These contacts may occur by phone call or other methods. Now, Clark County Superior Court and Clark County District Court say they do not initiate calls about warrants, fines, fees, or other forms of payments for jury service 
service. Clark County courts would never ask residents for money over the phone. Now, some of the ways they're finding out that the scammers are trying to connect with people and get money, it's the caller will state that a citation must be paid immediately or the individual will be subject to arrest. They may identify themselves as law enforcement or court deputy and provide a badge number and a phone number. And then they're going to ask the person for their name, their address, and their social security number. Do not give any of that information out, they say. Hundreds of advocates will be gathering at the Multnomah Athletic Club for the Archdiocese of Portland's Life Gala tomorrow night. Former Planned Parenthood Director Abby Johnson and the Sisters of Life will be the speakers for the event. Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample pinpoints the Life Gala's call to action. That's why we need to come together for an event like this, Mm -hmm. all right? We need to mobilize. We need to energize ourselves. We need to be energized by those who really in many ways are in the forefront uh, of this movement for for the protection of human life. Um, So to have the Sisters of Life here, to have Abby Johnson here, you know, is, is is an amazing thing. Because we need to come together. We need to unite ourselves. But to do that in order to take action. The Archdiocese of Portland has announced that the Life Gala is sold out. Students at two schools in southwest Portland will not be able to return to their building until next school year due to the recent winter storm and the repairs they've had to make. Robert Gray Middle School and a Markham Elementary School were extensively damaged during January's winter storm. PPS has delayed opening the buildings until mid-February. However, the school district announced on Tuesday that both buildings will remain closed for the remainder of the school year. Robert Gray students have been learning at Jackson Middle School, some classes being held in common areas. And last week in the school district shared a work update on both damaged schools. Crews have been removing damaged pipes, flooring, ceiling tiles and drywall. Portland Public Schools said that work at both school has been slowed by asbestos in those materials. And they say the next phase of work at Markham Elementary includes replacing the building's plumbing system and the gymnasium floor. In sports, it's NBA All-Star Weekend. And former Oregon Ducks standout and current New York Liberty guard Sabrina Inescu will take on Golden State's Warriors guard Steph Curry in a three-point shootout during the NBA's All-Star Weekend tomorrow night at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Curry is the NBA's all-time leader in three points made, a four-time NBA champion, a two-time NBA scoring champion, and a two-time winner of the NBA's most valuable player. Anescu is a two-time All-Star after getting drafted number one by the New York Liberty in 2020. Last season, she made 128 three-pointers, the single most in a WNBA season. So it should be a great shootout. I'll tell you what, there's a video online of Steph Curry the other night sinking a shot from the opposite side of the court's tunnel. From the tunnel. I can't even barely throw from the free throw line. So he's in the the tunnel on the other end of the court, launched that ball into the basket. I'm sorry, I'm going with Steph Curry tomorrow night. Nothing but net. Nothing but net. (laughs) Well, I think think it bounced off the backboard, but... 
still. I mean, that is an amazing shot. Somebody that can hit that and the way he hits those shots in his sleep should be great, but I, I, I'm going with Steph. Going with Steph. You my say heart, that. It, my heart is with Sabrina, but, okay. but my logic says Steph's going to pull and it out. You said that he kind of mentored her along. Were they. He did. So she grew friendly. up in the Bay Area. Okay. And, and he always encouraged her. And I, I saw, uh, I think it was uh, her senior year there at U of O, uh, they played down at Cal. And he took his whole family to the game and hung out with her. Oh, okay. And, yeah, so they're close. Yeah. All right, but uh, I'm pretty sure she is putting in her practice time, and she's going to try to beat him for sure. I oh, bet. I'd love to see her win. That'd be great. Well, the fourth season of The Chosen is debuting on the big screen. In fact, this week, you can now catch episodes four, five, and six. That's what's playing this week. Then next week, the remainder of the season will be out. Well, actor Jonathan Rumi has captured fans' hearts with his portrayal of Jesus Christ. But what many may not know is that The Chosen is not Rumi's first foray into this very important role. Our good friend Leonardo DeFilippis reminds fans on St. Luke Productions' YouTube channel that Jonathan Rumi played the role of Jesus in their upcoming film about the life of St. Faustina Kowalska called Faustina, Messenger of Divine Mercy. Leonardo explained that as they were scrambling to find the right actor to play Jesus, the actress who is St. Faustina, her name Margo, uh, Maria Vargo, well, she suggested a friend of hers might be perfect for the role. Jonathan Rumi. So they flew Rumi up and he began playing the role of Jesus for the scenes featuring St. Faustina's visions of Christ. Leonardo noted that as Jonathan tells it, he came across a Byzantine style icon of the divine mercy within days of the casting that signaled to him that he would be perfect for this role. Now Rumi for his part never stopped working on his role. Leonardo recalls how Jonathan asked for footage scenes, which he reportedly used to refine his acting skills that won him the role of Jesus in The Chosen. And the rest, as they say, is history. A match made in heaven. Leonardo has an eye for talent, doesn't he? Boy, wow. that is something else. In <laughs> fact, I was watching clips of the late night shows and Mark Wahlberg appeared on one of them on Wednesday, ashes across his forehead. And the host pointed out into the audience and he said, oh, there's your friend Jesus, Jonathan Rumi, <laughs> also with ashes on his forehead and uh, was in the crowd watching the interview. Oh, that is so cool. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Today is Friday, and you can spend Fridays of Lent at the Grotto. This morning at 10 o'clock, they begin confessions available at the priest's office in the visitor center. At 11.30 is a holy hour of mercy in the Chapel of Mary. Then at 11.30 begins the Via Matris, or the Way of Our Sorrowful Mother. That begins in the chapel at noon. Then Mass in the Chapel at 3 o'clock and the Via Cruz, excuse me, Mass in the Chapel at noon and then at 3 o'clock the Via Crucis and if weather permits, it will be outdoors. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar. You're going to find it on the 
uh, Hail Mary Media app and on our webpage at MontradayRadio.com. And they got the 100 coats for 100 years centennial yeah, bring coat, a coat drive. So bring a coat if you're headed out to the grotto. Hey, our parish of the week is St. Mary Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. And we'll continue our conversation with Jenna Slotnick all about the exciting things happening at the cathedral after we check that windy, windy, windy weather forecast next at Monterey Radio. It's windy. Gibran Zogby's State Farm Agency in Hillsboro is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle, offering coverage in Oregon, Washington, and Idaho with personal service, claims, and 24-7 assistance. Gibran's team will take the time to understand your situation and choose coverages just for you. Reach Gibran's office at gnzinsurance.com or 503-649-9514. Gibran Zogby's State Farm Agency in Hillsboro at gnzinsurance.com. Please join me, Father Peter Julia, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, in praying the Our Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Father Peter Julia, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. To learn more about discerning your vocation, please visit archdpdxvocations.org. That's archdpdxvocations.org. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. 743 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, showers tapered off overnight and a low chance of rain throughout the day today, but... That wind is picking up. In fact, looking out the window, I can see those trees really blowing around there. That wind advisory in effect from 9 a.m. today through 4 p.m. tomorrow for the eastern Portland area and Vancouver metro area, mainly east of 205. Now, temperatures today will keep us right around 45 degrees. Overnight, we're cooling out to the upper 30s. And then looking ahead to the weekend, by Saturday afternoon, the next rain system moves in and temperatures climb to 48 degrees and Sunday morning, showers give way to a partly sunny afternoon. Sounds nice. Yeah. 35 right now at our Parish of the Week, St. Mary Cathedral here in Portland. And it is 36 degrees at St. Stanislaus Cap. 
St. Wenceslas <laughs> Catholic Church out in Scapoose. And we are back with Jenna Slotnick. She's the pastoral associate at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception, which is our parish of the week. Now, Jenna, can you share a little bit with our listeners, what does your role entail as pastoral associate and how do you like working at the cathedral? Yeah, well, it's been honestly such a blessing working at the cathedral. Earlier, as I I was kind of beginning this role last summer, Archbishop Samples celebrated the mass for the Assumption. And something that he said in his homily really stuck with me that the cathedral church is Mary's church. It's Mm. it's under her name, it's St. Mary's Cathedral. And this is her church. Like whenever we come here, it's it's her house. And every day when I when I go and I'm walking around the cathedral doing different tasks, I just remember that and I just feel so blessed to be working in Mary's house. Oh, that's um, beautiful. Yeah, and I feel very close to Our Lady. But yes, it's it's an incredible gift to be there. And my role particularly, I basically am directly involved with anything relating to faith formation and the sacraments. So sacramental prep programs coordinating and organizing First Communion and Confirmation and OCIA, which Mm -hmm. some parishes still have RCIA. And it's just been such a blessing, uh, especially with OCIA, to to walk with people who are um, seeking the Lord, asking the really important question, what is Catholicism? Do I have a place here? Sure. Um, And just getting to see their journeys. It's, It's been an absolute gift. And yeah, many other little things around the church. Well, I am sure that this time of year especially is very busy for yes. you. <laughs> um, with uh, We just had Ash Wednesday and going into the Lenten season. Can you tell us what is happening at the cathedral during Lent and especially into Holy Week? This is my first full year here, but I, I feel like this is just the most exciting time to be <laughs> at the cathedral. So yeah, we had uh, Ash Wednesday Mass, and we have the right of election actually this, this coming Sunday for oh, awesome. all of the yeah all of the people who are who are coming into the church. So that's really exciting. That's everyone from the archdiocese comes to the cathedral, right? So there's kind of some satellite locations. So okay. I, think, I believe there's one in Springfield. So people who are closer to that sure. area, just so you don't have to drive right. all the way to, <laughs> to Portland. But yeah, so we're having like three different right of elections this this Sunday. Oh actually. wow! Yeah, oh, very exciting. And so that's going to be really special. Just presenting the catechumens and the candidates to Archbishop Sample. But yeah, besides that, we have Stations of the Cross every Friday. We have soup before, so soup, like a soup dinner provided for our knights who are, who are so amazing. Oh, I nice. want to give a shout out to our, our knights of Columbus yeah. at the cathedral. They're wonderful. So they make soup at six and then at 7 p.m. we go into the church and we pray stations. Okay. Yeah. So that's a Lenten devotion that, you know, many churches have, but I'm very excited for that. The, the stations are actually really amazing. I was uh, curious recently about you know, where did they come from? How did how did they form? And it yeah. really it really started with the Via Dolorosa in Jerusalem, that original oh. path that Christ walked in his passion. And over the centuries, the first recorded instances, kind of in the Byzantine area, so like okay. the 500s, 600s, you know, my, my personal belief, and this is an opinion maybe, but it would have made so much sense for the very, from the very beginning for Christians to have been venerating that that mm-hmm. path. Like they would have seen where he walked. They would have right. known that place. And so from Pentecost on, potentially Christians were were venerating this this place. And, and there's also a very beautiful devotion and idea that Mary was really the first one to walk the stations in her heart. I've heard mm. that also because, you know, she was the one who pondered all these things in her heart. Mm-hmm. And so after Jesus' passion, his resurrection, and she was walking with the early church, mm-hmm. that she was the one who was remembering the passion right. and kind of walking them in her heart and maybe even walk that path herself. Right. You know, after, right. um, until she was assumed. But 
really how the stations kind of spread from people making a pilgrimage to the Holy Land and, and walking that physical route was the Franciscans. Okay. And yeah. So St. Francis of Assisi, he had this incredible devotion to the Passion of Our Lord. And of course, you know, he was the first recognized stigmatic. So he had this deep love for the Passion of Our Lord. And he, he was actually the one who he went to Jerusalem and the Holy Land while it was under the occupation of Muslim rule. So okay. there was the um, the ruler there, and he, he tried to convert him. He, he went. He right, was a missionary, that's right. Yeah. right? And and you know, of course, he was he was intrigued by Saint Francis. Like, what are you doing? Like, who are you? And he was actually granted the ability to be to be there to to stay there. So there were Franciscans in the Holy Land, kind of very early on, and eventually, and I believe this was Pope Clement the the sixth. He, he gave a papal bull and said, okay, the Franciscans are now officially in charge of guarding the holy sites and oh, they're kind of in the Holy wow. Land. So when you go to the Holy Land today, like it's all kind of Franciscan run and they, okay. they're running these holy sites like the Church of the Holy Sepulchre and, and all these things. So the Franciscans have been kind of part of it from the beginning, mm. which I think is just so fascinating. The Franciscans brought from the Holy Land this devotion to Europe, bringing this Stations of the Cross throughout different churches in Europe and originally it was just a Franciscan thing. So wherever the Franciscans okay. were, that was where they would it be was. Doing the stations of the right. Cross. They would be doing the stations of the cross wow. and they started putting them in churches. Then over time, like it just kind of started spreading this devotion and it became kind of a diocesan thing, not just mm -hmm. Franciscan, but just like the whole universal church. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really amazing to think that it's just started with that one order, that subgroup within the Franciscans and then right. it just kind of yeah, spread throughout the whole world. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. I did yeah. not realize that. I, I knew that they had some connection with the Holy Land. I've right. been to some of their um, Holy Land shrines, like the one in Washington, D.C. Right, yeah. Uh, where they actually have... I've been there too, actually, yeah. yeah. It's almost like a replica in some yes. ways of yeah. the site there at in the Holy Land, but I did not realize that about the Stations of the Cross. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. This is a common devotion during Lent. Um, mm -hmm. So we encourage our listeners to pray the Stations of the Cross at your parish, maybe go to the cathedral and pray the Stations there throughout Lent. Now, Jenna, as we look ahead to Holy Week, uh, what's some encouragement you can share with all of our listeners who are part of our archdiocese and even those across the river as well. Yes. Um, what, how would you encourage our listeners to be part of the Holy Week liturgies and also maybe just to visit the cathedral in general? Right. I mean, I would encourage anyone to come visit it because not only is it just an incredibly beautiful church, but the artwork and the, and the stained glass and the, and the music, you know, during our liturgies on Sundays, it's, it just is incredible. It's breathtaking, really, I, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I would not only encourage people to come and just experience that, but to really come and, and have it be a time where it's you recognize, okay, I'm, a, I'm part of a bigger church. It's not just me at my parish. Each parish is so important and so beautiful, but the cathedral is really this place where they kind of come together. Mm -hmm. um, and I've experienced this many times where I just feel this great unity with all, all of the, the Catholics in this archdiocese, down the valley in Eugene and Corvallis and Salem. And it's kind of like the heart of the archdiocese. So when you're there, you just feel this, this great unity. And you're also encouraged because mm -hmm. you're like, you know, there's so many different people all around and they're practicing their faith. And it's like, we're not alone, we're a body. We're in this together. I think it's it's really powerful actually to do that. And Holy Week is is a great time to do that because it's it's the holiest week of the year. The the liturgies are are so beautiful and entering into the very mysteries of our of our salvation. Mm -hmm. Um we have our chrism mass on Monday, March 25th. 
Okay. And that is always just such a joy to see. And that's kind of another moment where you do have the entire archdiocese coming together because all the priests come. We have a dinner for them beforehand and mm-hmm. then we have the chrism mass. And that's that's so powerful. Last year, it was it was crazy. It was so packed. Like there were people lining the walls and wow. up the stairs of the choir loft. So many people are just there, just oh like celebrating goodness. with. What happens at the chrism mass? So the chrism mass is the mass. Traditionally, it was done on Holy Thursday. It's the celebration of priesthood. Okay. So when Jesus instituted the priesthood, but practically speaking for many parishes, they can't have priests come on Holy Thursday because they're celebrating their own right. Holy Thursday celebrations. <laughs> and so at least here in this archdiocese, and I think this is true many places, it's moved to earlier in Holy Week. Sure. And so we, we traditionally have it on the Monday of Holy Week. And it's the celebration of of all of the priests in the archdiocese and this renewal of their priestly vows, mm. which is so special to see. And also it's the mass where all of the holy oils are, are consecrated and blessed by the archbishop. So all of the oils that are used in the sacraments, so in, in baptism, when you're anointed, in confirmation, the oil of the sick, the oil of the infirm, and that's used in, in that sacrament. Also the oils that are used to anoint priests when they're ordained. Okay. Yeah. So all of those oils are, are, are used in it. It's a it's an incredible operation that the cathedral. Um, yeah. I, I have the privilege of kind of overseeing it this year. And okay. Yeah. A lot of moving parts, <laughs> but it's it's really beautiful. The whole parish community comes together, like the knights with mm-hmm. making the dinner for the priests and, and then parishioners pouring the oils and mixing them. And oh, yeah, right. it's, it's an incredible, huge event that is pulled off. It's, it's very special to, to be there. And just this connectedness to, yeah, when sacraments are celebrated later at your parish, these were the oils. Like mm-hmm. this is where it was consecrated. Mm. Um, so it just connects everything together. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that's a, so that's the Monday of Holy Week. Right. And then the you're pretty busy the rest of the week as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and of course, there's all of the traditional Holy Week liturgies. There's Holy Thursday, the Mass of the Last Supper, Good Friday, the, the Veneration of the Cross, of course, the Easter Vigil, when we receive catechumens and candidates into the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I believe this Easter Sunday, we're, we're having an Easter egg hunt in the, <gasps> oh, in the courtyard. Oh, yes. great. Even amidst the construction, <laughs> we're going to we're going to carve out a, a Easter egg hunt. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. So, <laughs> that's going to be very fun. That's always a fun Easter tradition. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Well, I encourage all of our listeners to see if you can plan maybe one of those days during Holy Week, you can make a a little pilgrimage to the cathedral. And um, if not during Holy Week, then maybe another time soon. Jenna, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, of course. It's my pleasure. 754 here at Mater Day Radio. I love the times when I get to go and sit in Mass there at St. Mary's Cathedral. You know, she mentioned the, uh, the Chrismas. That is coming up the end of March. Best smelling masks of the year. It is an absolutely beautiful experience. Talk about all of the senses. Mm -hmm. Just glorifying God. Just the sight, the sound, the feeling being in there. And of course, they're right. The smell of the chrism oil Mm -hmm. and the incense. And so what a wonderful, wonderful blessing it is for all of us in the Archdiocese of Portland to have St. Mary's Cathedral to be our home everyone's home. We should all make a pilgrimage there. And if you want to find out things that are going on at St. Mary's Cathedral or around our Archdiocese, you need to go no further than Mater Dei Radio's community calendar. It is packed full. Patrick, I was putting together today's copy. I had to go through, I think, three pages just to get through today. (laughs) Wow. That's how many things are going on, especially during this Lenten season. So there's no reason to say, boy, I don't know what I'm going to do today. I'm bored. Is no. any, anybody having a fish fry? 
Oh, <laughs> a few places are. A few places are for and sure. And I got my Easter basket ready. I'm are ready you, for that Easter egg. You're going to be knocking over oh, all the little kids man. to get your eggs, huh? <laughs> Head over to the community calendar, too. You'll access it on the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Time and again, we hear from grateful listeners who tell us their faith lives have been nourished by Mater Day Radio. We hope these wonderful testaments to our spirit-filled broadcast never cease. You can help ensure the future of our broadcast by naming Mater Day Radio as a beneficiary in your will or other forms of estate planning. By leaving a legacy to Mater Day Radio, you are supporting a gospel message of prayer and hope heard by thousands of listeners every day. Learn more about our estate planning options at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 7.57 on a Friday morning on The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat at Mater Day Radio. And looks like there could be a strike happening in the Salem-Kaiser mm. School District. We'll tell you more about that. Hopefully they can avoid it, but details ahead in news. And sad news for the parishioners in the Diocese of Rapid City, South Dakota, as their bishop enters hospice care. We'll pray for him, and I'll have an update on that story for you as well, right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. The Ten Commandments tell us to honor your father and mother. But Jesus also told his disciples that whoever loves father or mother more than him was not worthy to be his disciple. This was the predicament that St. Juliana of Nicomedia found herself in. Born into a pagan family in Turkey in 285, her father betrothed her as a young girl to the Roman senator Eleusius. As a child, she was well-behaved and obedient to her parents, but what they did not know was that sometime during her youth, Juliana had secretly been baptized a Christian. Legend has it that when she reached marrying age, she refused to marry the pagan Eleusius. Confused by her disobedience, her father urged her not to break off the betrothal, but she would not be persuaded. After some inquiries, it was discovered that Juliana had converted to Christianity, so she was arrested and thrown into prison. While in jail, Eleusius made attempts to convince her to reconsider and marry him to spare her from execution. But Juliana was unmoved, preferring to die for Christ rather than live as the wife of a pagan official. She was ordered to be tortured, and according to one legend, Eleusius himself inflicted the punishment out of selfish rage. At one point, he burned her face with a hot iron and then told her to go look in the mirror to behold her beauty. She simply smiled lightly back at him and said, At the resurrection of the righteous, there won't exist burnings and wounds, but only the soul. So, Eleusius, I prefer to have now the wounds of the body, which are temporary, rather than the wounds of the soul, which torture eternal. 
After a time, she was eventually beheaded and added to the list of martyrs. In art, she is sometimes depicted as leading the devil in chains because one story has it that while she was in prison, the devil appeared to her as an angel of light. He attempted to convince her to preserve her life by making a sacrifice to the pagan idols. She instead prayed to God for guidance and seeing through the deceit, she seized the devil and held him fast so that he was subdued by her and eventually fled. Juliana's story presents us with the predicament that many of us find in our own lives. The desire to honor our parents and please them can sometimes conflict with our commitment to Christ. In the gospel, Jesus wasn't telling his disciples to ignore or disrespect their parents, but he was saying that you cannot love your parents more than you love the Lord your God. In other words, you can't obey a sinful command and still honor God. He must always come first in your life even if that means offending someone you love and respect. In the end, it is the soul that matters most. This life is temporary and the relationships we have, God willing, will continue into eternity. But the most important relationship we can foster is the one with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. St. Juliana of Nicomedia, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is a three-minute daily show that unpacks the lives of the saints with practical messages for everyday life. And to pray with the saints during this Lenten season, download the Hail Mary Media app. We've got some great resources online for you there, and you can find all the details at matradayradio.com. It's 801. Bishop Peter Mewich of the Diocese of Rapid City, South Dakota, announced Wednesday that he will be moving soon into hospice care amid treatment for esophageal and lymphatic cancer. In a statement posted on the diocesan website, Bishop Peter said, despite the best efforts of my health care team, all treatment options have been exhausted and there is no more that can be done without causing greater harm to my system. Bishop Musich said, though the coming weeks and months, as God wills, he will continue to handle as much of the administrative work of the diocese as he can with the assistance of my capable vicars and chancellor. While asking for prayers from the Catholic community, Bishop Musich said, also asked the intercession of servant of God, Nicholas Blackout, a famous Native American Catholic whose sainthood cause was opened by Rapid City Diocese in 2017. The Salem-Kaiser Education Association, the union that represents about 2,300 teachers and other educators, declared an impasse yesterday in its contract negotiation with the state's second largest school district. The move is the first step in a process that could lead to a strike, which could begin as soon as April 1st. The district and the association have reached agreement on many issues, but not on class size, compensation, and working conditions. The district's latest offer to educators includes a 9.5% raise over two years, increased insurance benefits, and a $5,000 retention and recognition bonus. The total value of the offer is more than $37 million. Last night, Salem-Kaiser Public Schools officials said that if a strike does occur, all schools would close in the district. It would be the first strike in the district's history. Ambulance provider American Medical Response has sent its formal proposal to fix slow ambulance response times to Multnomah County Chair Jessica Vega-Peterson. 
In the letter sent this week, AMR Multnomah County asked the county to agree to a temporary switch in ambulance staffing, allow AMR to staff ambulances with one paramedic and one EMT instead of the current mandated two paramedic model. If approved, AMR managers said the company would be fully staffed within three months. However, Multnomah County leadership, uh, including Vega Peterson and EMS Medical Director Dr. John Jouy, have resisted any reduction in staffing requirements, saying the two paramedic model pro- uh, produces the best results for patient care and significantly contributes to high-ranking heart attack survival rates in the county. Initial investigations by the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department point to a dispute between young people that ended in gunfire during the Chiefs Super Bowl celebration with no apparent links to terrorism. Nearly two dozen people were injured in the incident and the single deceased victim has been identified as local DJ Elizabeth Lopez Galban, 43 and a mother of two. She was also a parishioner at Sacred Heart Guadalupe Parish in Kansas City. Reports noted that Father Luis Suarez parochial administrator of Sacred Heart Guadalupe Parish encouraged the community to unite in prayer for Lopez Galban and her family during his homily on Ash Wednesday evening mass. Archbishop Joseph Nauman of Kansas City in Kansas, which encompasses the parish, said in a statement to Catholic News Agency yesterday that his prayers and deepest condolences go out to the family. The Vatican Press Office reported on February 15th that Pope Francis accepted the resignation of Cardinal Jose Luis uh, Lacunza as a bishop of the Diocese of Panama two weeks after his yet-to-be-explained disappearance and named Father Luis uh, Guerrera as his successor. The appointment occurs a few days before Lacunza turns 80 on February 24th and will cease to be a voting member in papal conclaves. On the morning of February 1st, the Catholic Church in Panama reported that Lacunza had been missing since January 30th. The Cardinal was found by the police later that afternoon. Then on February 4th, the Cardinal apologized for what had happened, although he did not explain what transpired. And a day later, the nation's attorney general said that the bishop was being treated as a victim so his right to privacy would be respected very odd in sports the portland trailblazers will enter the nba all-star break riding a six-game losing streak last night at the moda center the blazers fell behind big early to the minnesota timberwolves the battle back the trail by just single digits in the third quarter but eventually lost to Minnesota 128-91. Jeremy Grant led the Blazers with 20 points, and Anthony Simons had 12 with six assists. Portland will return from the All-Star break next Friday as they host the Denver Nuggets at the Moda. And... Brenda, yes. new words of plenty are coming. The folks at dictionary.com are trying to keep up with the changing society. They've added 1,700 what? new or updated additions to dictionary.com. All the updates were made in order to reflect online trends, health and well-being, social issues, anxieties over climate change, the economy, and more. Some of these new words. This one reminds me of you. Barbacore. 
Barbacore. Barbacore or Barbicore, (laughs) as in decor. It is an aesthetic or style featuring playful pink outfits, accessories, decor, celebrating and modeled on the wardrobe of the Barbie doll. Oh, I would love to have a Barbie kitchen. That those look pretty uh, snazzy. They kind of have a little throwback to the fifties, but all of your favorite amenities. And it seems like it cleans itself up. Okay, so bar- bar- barbecue. We've got mid. Do you know what mid means? Mid, like mid. middle. It's mid. Yeah, that, average. Mediocre. 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 Mediocre is mid. Mid. The ick. The oh, ick. you got the ick. That's when you're not feeling good, right? A, a sudden feeling of disgust or dislike Oh, uh, toward another person. Ooh, that gives me the ick. Exactly. Ooh, the ick. Okay. The ick. Bed rotting. Bed <laughs> I rotting. Don't, that does not sound like a pleasant thing to have. It's not a pleasant thing, but <laughs> it's not as bad as you may think it is. Okay. It, it is the practice of spending many hours in bed during the day, often with snacks and an electronic device. Oh, bed uh-huh. rotting. Bed Wouldn't that rotting. be something like, I would say back in the day, I would say, I just want to go home and veg out. Exactly. Yeah. Veg okay. out for, for us, you know, Gen Xers. Of a certain age. <laughs> and uh, how about uh, this one? I think a lot of people can understand range anxiety. Range anxiety. Um, is, I don't think you're talking about the radio wave in our no, range no. here at Matra Day Radio. Although we get that from time to time. You know, <laughs> this is the apprehension or fear that an electric vehicle's battery <laughs> will run out of power before reaching one's intended destination or a charging station. Uh-oh. I know a lot of people have that, that get that range anxiety. anxiety. Yes. Oh. Same with your phone, too. You start seeing those little bars going down to one. Oh. See, I'm convinced that all of these batteries work exactly the same way as a gas, uh, you know, your gas um, level is. Because it seems like if you fill your car up with gas, it takes a long time to get to the halfway mark. But then, boy, you could almost watch it drop to empty once you get past the halfway mark. I feel like my phone does that, too. It does fine. It and does. then. And then as soon as you hit around 30% left on the battery, it just you can just watch those numbers go down. So I think there's something up with You're that. You're on to something. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Coming up this Sunday, beginning at 2 o'clock, is Chesterton Academy of the Willamette Valley Open House down at beautiful Mount Angel. Chesterton Academy is having their open house and invites all prospective students and families to attend. It is a joyful classical high school in the Catholic tradition and the spirituality of its students as they mature into fine young men and women. And you can find more details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar, MatraDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Well, speaking of fine young women, our good friend Miriam Marston joins us to tell us about her Linton journey and the new Catholics coming into the church this Easter. Plus, we'll check that windy weather forecast. Maybe Miriam's got some advice on flying a kite. We'll ask her about that. Oh, okay. We check that weather forecast next at Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. 
Join Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are, and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. You would send the Holy Spirit to them. You would send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors, financial planning and investment management to help you retire with confidence. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors partners with you to find clarity, build a plan, and invest with your Catholic values in mind. Scheduling a free consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. Nominations are pouring in for Monterey Radio's Parish of the Week. This week, we proudly salute the Mother Church of the Archdiocese of Portland, St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. We congratulate Archbishop Alexander Sample, Rector Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, and the outstanding parishioners at St. Mary's Cathedral on the 98th anniversary of its dedication. Your church community could be our next winner. Tell us why we should recognize your parish by sending an email to info at matradayradio.com. That's info, I-N-F-O, at matradayradio.com to nominate your church as our Parish of the Week. Then listen Tech Tuesdays at 840 when our digital disciple Sarah Kinsey joins the Morning Blend to announce our winner. Your church could be our next Parish of the Week with a robust tribute on the Hail Mary Media app and Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 813 at Day Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. Windy, windy, windy. Wind advisory in effect through 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon for eastern Portland and Vancouver metro area, mainly along and east of I-205. Winds at 20 to 35 miles an hour, gusting up to 50 miles per hour. Also a 30% chance of rain, mostly cloudy this afternoon, high up to 43, then rain likely overnight with a low down to about 36 overnight. But that wind gusting out there. Currently, it is 37 degrees at Queen of Peace Catholic Church out in Salem. And it's 36 at the Marion Prayer Center in Milwaukee. Well, these windy conditions, Pat, as you said, would be perfect kite flying weather if not for the rain but be very careful you don't want to lose your kite i've done that many a time from what i understand another expert in flying kites our good friend miriam marston she has flown a kite or two and she is joining us today to talk a little bit about this lenten season and the journey we're on good morning miriam so tell us have you ever flown kites before very much good morning brenda and pat it's great to be on with you i have a uh... You know, I'm a city girl uh, originally, so you can, it's a little tougher to fly a kite um, in a city street. Sure. <laughs> but 
when I've uh, gone out to the beach or to the coast, yes, I have flown a kite or two. I'm not great at it, though. Um, but yes, I have done it. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the kites that are very simple, where all you really need to do is, is let out a little line and toss it up in the air, and then it takes care of the rest. But it's always wonderful to go out to the beaches here on the Oregon mm. coast, especially during those kite festivals. The tricks that some of these professionals can do, I think, is really incredible and uh, always a good time. So we're looking forward to the springtime, but that is a ways (laughs) out still before we can enjoy a lot of warm weather. We are on a journey to Easter. It is the Lenten season. Just this past Wednesday, Miriam, it was Ash Wednesday. How was your celebration of the beginning of Lent? (laughs) Um, it it was, uh, mine was a little bit unusual only because I'm, I'm in the process of, um, kind of moving and, and, uh, trying to, to purchase my first home. So I actually spent my, my first day of Lent sort of, uh, dealing a lot with like financial paperwork, (laughs) which didn't feel super Lenten, but it was totally fine. And in fact, it gave me an opportunity to just sort of, you know, thank God for these new opportunities and, and see how he's even working uh, through that kind of unusual, unconventional start and to really draw me into the season of Lent. So it was all good at the end. Oh, all good at the end. Well, Miriam, of course, many people would uh, remind you, too, that when you do enter in that new home, well, I'm sure Father Henderson would be more than happy to come and bless <laughs> that home for you. That's an yeah. important part of the process also. Well, we have entered into this Lenten yeah. season, and Miriam, we've been talking about yeah. some of the things that we are going to try to do, each one of us here at mm. Mantra Day Radio. My goal is to, I have a spot on the couch that if I plop myself down on, I, I don't get up and I, I lose the afternoon. So I am not sitting down in that spot until Easter Sunday. Have, but I want to use that to yeah. do something, to to go and read in a quiet area, say my prayers yeah. uh, in a different area. That's an important part of the sacrifice. We give something up, but then we're also supposed to do something. How do you mm. encourage those that are journeying into the church who will be entering on Easter Vigil that you are working with? How do you encourage them to, you know, practice these these ways that we uh, honor and celebrate this Lenten season? Yeah, excuse me, great question. And um, yeah, we know that the things that we do or perhaps things we, we don't do in Lent, you know, all of that is is ordered to deepening our relationship with Christ and, and growing in the spiritual life. And uh, yeah, it's great to speak to those who are coming into the church. You know, some of them, Brenda, um, have have already uh, taken on the Lenten practice, even before baptism. They just, it's kind of in the air. It's a good time to maybe do some some decluttering, either externally or, or uh, internally, you know, and that that spirit of, of interior decluttering, I think, is so important. You know, I heard Archbishop Sample give the uh, suggestion, for instance, of uh, getting off of social media. Um, and so I, I will be doing that um, and uh, just kind of reading the news headlines, not getting too caught up in what's going on uh, in the world. We know there's stuff going on, Brenda, right? Right. Um, Always. But we want to, yeah, we want to really focus on what God is really trying to do in our own life at this time. Um, I've recommended um, the Hallow app as well as Mater Day, of course, <laughs> um, and those apps. But um, I'm doing the Hallow Challenge, uh, reading uh, the uh, sections from um, the book He Leadeth Me by Father Walter Chiswick. So uh, kind of uh, doing some daily reflections on that. Um, I'm part of a, a Bible study myself, and we'll be looking at the Sunday readings throughout Lent. Um, 
selfishly, I'm very glad about that, Brenda, because as, as you know, as part of my role, Sundays are really busy. And mm-hmm. in, in, in that busyness, um, you know, there's a risk of, of losing track of even what is said and done in the liturgy, even though that's the most important thing. My mind is kind of in work mode. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I really welcome the opportunity to reflect on the Sunday readings ahead of time so I, I don't lose sight of what Again, God is trying to communicate so beautifully uh, during the Liturgy of the Word. Um, so I encourage our catechumens to really look at um, the, the, the readings during Lent and, um, again, see what God is trying to speak to them very personally at this special time of preparation. Personally, Brenda, I want to finish a book by Easter. Okay. I want to just finish reading a book. So I've I'm starting to reread The Return of the King by Tolkien. Um, so that's a, a personal resolution I'm taking on for Lent. Um, I like to sort of replace movies and sitcoms um, sort of when I want to unwind at the end of the day. So I'll watch like documentaries or stuff about gardening or cooking, which is kind of penitential for me since it's, it's not a natural interest I have about gardening or cooking. Um, and then silence, Brenda, right? Sure. Um, building in some silence. So talking to our catechumens um, about the importance of having pockets of silence in our day, especially in the Lenten season. Oh, all, all things yeah. beautiful. It's amazing that just even a few minutes of silence just really calms your soul mm-hmm. and any, any anxiety that you might be feeling, well, you can just offer that up and let, let God take care of that for yeah. you. Mary Marston is joining us today talking about this journey towards Lent. Well, there at St. Anthony's in Tiger, do you do have fairly large group that are heading mm-hmm. towards be entering into the church at Easter time. What are some of the yeah. big steps now that they have coming up uh, during the uh, next few weeks? Sure, yeah. So right around the corner um, this Sunday, we'll have the rite of sending at St. Anthony's at the parish. Um, and that's where the the catechumens will sign the uh, the book of the elect um, and at the parish. And then uh, I will take that book along with the group of catechumens to go to the cathedral in Portland. And that's where the catechumens publicly express their desire for baptism to the bishop. Um so really saying they're going to take this step into this next uh, step of preparation. They're now going to enter the period of purification and enlightenment, these last weeks of preparation for them. And they're no longer catechumens. They're members of the elect. And um, I really, I, I love this moment too, because it's, you know, it's the first time the almost all of them will have been to the cathedral and it really puts them in touch with the church beyond St. Anthony's. That's, that's all they've known so far is, is the parish life in that community. And so I love um, to, to let them see that they're really part of something so big, right? Right. And that this is something that's going on all over the world. Um, and they really get a sense of that, um, the, the, the universality of the church. Oh, that said, I have been many a times, even into other countries where I didn't even speak the language and the universality of our church. I followed right along with what was happening at Mass. It is a beautiful thing that we are all part of in this body of Christ. And so we look forward to yeah, welcoming all of those. And we will continue to pray for those who are continuing this journey to enter into the church. Miriam, thanks so much for joining us today. God bless you. Happy Lent. Great to be on with you. Happy Lent as well. God bless.
822 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Speaking of Lent, we have some great Lenten resources available for you on the Hail Mary Media app, including our program that we're teaming up with Ave Maria Press for. It's called Made for Heaven with Father Augustino Mar- or Torres on mm-hmm. there. Great program. I was checking it out yesterday. It's got daily updates that you can follow along. Very, very powerful. If you're looking for a Lenten program, it's not too late to start it. You can start anytime because you are made for heaven. Check it out uh, with Father Tino, as they call him, uh-huh. on the Hail Mary Media app. And grow in faith, get closer to Christ during Lent with Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The Catechism of the Catholic Church refers to the Sacrament of Reconciliation as one of conversion, for it has so much to do with returning to God the Father. Just as our view of prayer changes from a child's petitioning to a mature relationship with God, this same maturing process exists with the sacraments. Penance, confession, reconciliation, different names for the same process. Eucharist, communion, the Lord's Supper, the same celebration. As we look more closely at these sacraments, we realize these are the sacraments of maturing. These are both a key part of our lifelong process of our Lord calling us to a closer place. Just as Jesus fell with the cross, got up, and eventually overcame death with the resurrection, the process of penance to Eucharist is God's same invitation, a transformation to a new life. This has been a bit of Catholic encouragement from Michael Gisandi. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Day Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 826 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life and the big three-point shootout coming for NBA All-Star Weekend and Sabrina Nescu, our big Oregon duck former uh, alum, I guess you would say. She's going to be in the midst of all the fun against Steph Curry. We've got details on that contest just ahead. All right. I'm looking forward to that also. And Pat, we've got a second cup coming up after news. Who has the best fish sandwich for Catholics? I know. Okay. (laughs) We're going to be talking about uh, somebody's opinion on that coming up after news. Here is Dana Catherine, my savior in me. Somebody so unworthy 
between your faith and everyday life. Dana Catherine and my Savior in me. It's 8.30. In your news this morning, the balcony floor of a Catholic church in the Philippines collapsed during Ash Wednesday Mass, February 14th, leaving one woman dead and dozens injured. According to local reports, around 7 a.m. local time, the balcony of St. Peter the Apostle Church collapsed. According to the Philippine newspaper Phil Star, 52 people were injured and immediately taken to different local hospitals. So far, an 80-year-old woman was the only one who died in the collapse. St. Peter the Apostle Church announced that all the subsequent masses were canceled by order of the mayor until city officials can assess the condition of the building. 
Nike on Thursday announced that it is going to reduce its workforce by 2% or more than 1,600 people in a bid to cut costs. Nike Chief Executive John Donahoe said the company is using its resources to increase investment in categories like running, women's apparel, and the Jordan brand. The company's been dealing with higher levels of competition from rival brands and concern from customers about its ability to deliver innovative products. In recent years, it also dealt with inflated inventories, which resulted in deep discounts on items like apparel and footwear, and that hurt profits. The job cuts are expected to start today, and the second phase should be complete by the end of the quarter. The Beaverton-based company has 83,000 global employees. Wow. Now, residents in Clark County are being targeted in a wave of jury duty scams. Superior Court Administration has received more than 20 emails and phone calls uh, from residents in the last week alone. Scammers are contacting residents and telling them that they have a missed jury service and must either meet with someone or provide banking or credit card or other information to be, avoid being jailed. These contacts may occur via phone call or other method and Clark County Superior Court and Clark County District Court say they do not initiate calls about warrants, fines, fees or other forms of payments for jury duty. Clark County Courts would never ask any residents for money over the phone. Here are some of the things that callers are saying they've been told the caller sta uh, states that a citation must be paid immediately or the individual will be subject to arrest or a warrant will be issued. They're also naming District Court Judge James Smith or Chad Sight that they have issued a warning. They also identify themselves as law enforcement. They're asking for people's names their addresses and social security cards and the caller may tell the person to stay on the phone and do not attempt to disconnect the call. Hundreds of advocates will be gathering at the Multnomah Athletic Club for the Archdiocese of Portland's Life Gala. Former Planned Parenthood Director Abby Johnson and the Sisters of Life will be the featured speakers for the event. Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample pinpoints the Life Gala's call to action. That's why we need to come together for an event like this, mm -hmm. all right? We need to mobilize. We need to energize ourselves. We need to be energized by those who really in many ways are in the forefront uh, of this movement for, for the protection of human life. Um, so to have the Sisters of Life here, to have Abby Johnson here, you know, is, is, is an amazing thing. Because we need to come together. We need to unite ourselves. And, and, but, but to do that in order to take action. The Archdiocese of Portland has announced that tomorrow night's Life Gala is a sellout. Students at two schools in southwest Portland won't be able to return to their buildings until next school year due to winter storm repairs. Robert Gray Middle School and Markham Elementary School were extensively damaged during January's winter storms. Portland Public Schools has delayed opening the buildings until mid-February. However, the school district announced on Tuesday that both buildings will remain closed for the remainder of the school year. 
Robert Gray students have been learning at Jackson Middle School, some classes having to be held in common areas. Last weekend, the school district shared a work update on both damaged schools. The crews have been removing damaged pipes and flooring, ceiling tile, and drywall. They said at both schools, there have been slowed by asbestos in those materials. And in sports, I've been looking forward to this, Brenda. Former Oregon Ducks standout and current New York Liberty Guard Sabrina Inescu will take on Golden State Warrior Guard Steph Curry in a three-point shootout during the NBA's All-Star Weekend tomorrow night at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Curry is the NBA's all-time three-point leader, a four-time NBA champion, a two-time NBA scoring champion, and two-time winner of the NBA's Most Valuable Player Award. Anescu is a two-time All-Star after getting drafted number one overall out of the University of Oregon by the New York Liberty in 2020. And last season, she rang up 128 three-pointers the most in a single WNBA season. So it should be a really interesting contest tomorrow I'm night. I'm looking forward to watching this. So when is it going to be again? It's to, it's tomorrow night immediately after the NBA three-point shootout. Okay. So they're going to have their three-point contest and then following that, and I think there's a skills competition of some sort, then they'll have that that one-on-one three-pointer between uh, Sabrina and Steph. And, oh, that'll uh, be fun to watch. It will be a lot of fun. And evidently the court is an LED court and it's in different patterns so i they're gonna make like a competition i don't know if you've ever been to top golf and see how sure. they kind of light that things up there that's how this contest okay. is going to be structured so uh, it'll be interesting to see my, my my money if i were a betting person uh would be on steph but my heart is with sabrina didn't you say steph curry just sunk a shot from the tunnel from the tunnel of the opposite end of a court <laughs> so he he launched it over two baskets that, in or over one basket into the other basket. You just think about the, the amount tunnel. of strength it takes just to get a basketball to go that far <laughs> and then to actually sink it. Wow. I think he probably practiced that too. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he practices a lot. Well, the fourth season of The Chosen is debuting on the big screen first. In fact, this week you can catch episodes four, five, and six in local theaters. Actor Jonathan Rumi has captured fans' hearts with his portrayal of Jesus Christ. But what many may not know is that The Chosen is not Rumi's first foray into this important role. Leonardo DiFilippis, our good friend, reminds fans that St. Luke Productions' YouTube channel that Rumi played the role of Jesus in their upcoming film about the life of St. Faustina Kowalska. It's titled Faustina, Messenger of Divine Mercy. Leonardo explained that as they were scrambling to find an actor to play Jesus, actress Maria Vargo, who plays St. Faustina, suggested a good friend of hers who might be perfect for the role, Jonathan Rumi. So they flew him up and he began playing the role of Jesus for scenes featuring St. Faustina's visions of Christ. DeFilippis noted that as Jonathan tells it, he came across a Byzantine-style icon of the Divine Mercy within days of the casting that signaled to him he's going to get that role. 
Jonathan Rumi, for his part, never stopped working on his role. Leonardo recalled how Jonathan asked for footage of his scenes, which he reportedly used to refine his acting skills that won him the role in The Chosen. And the rest, they say, is history, or as I like to put it, a match made in heaven. I love watching The Chosen. Oh, yeah. And it took me several seasons, and I think I didn't really start watching all of it until last year. So I had a few seasons to watch. As soon as I watched the first one all the way through, that was it. I was hooked. And, of course, I just loved the Christmas special with the uh, with the Chosen. So, so beautiful also. So I'm looking forward to this. I'm not. Now, have you been to the theater to I've see it? I've not yet? watched I it. Either. See, yeah. and now the problem is, is that I missed the, the first launch right, of them, which right. was early in February. So that was one, two, and three. And so I haven't seen locally where you can go back and watch those. So. They're on to four, five, and six now, and I think the remainder will be out in a few weeks. So I'll have to wait for the streaming to start coming back on. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Pat, you were mentioning that the Sisters of Life were in town for mm-hmm. several things. If you want to pray with the Sisters not going to be able to get into the Life Gala, well, you can because a very special opening event for 40 Days for Life is this Saturday, February 17th, beginning at noon until 1.30 in front of the public sidewalk in front of the late-term abortion facility, the Lilith Clinic. The Sisters of Life will be leading the prayers and the rosary out there. So please uh, attend there if you can. And then, of course, our featured parish of the week, St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception, tonight and every Friday during Lent. Guess what they got going on? Mm, Does it have something to do with fish or soup? Soup this time around. They're doing (laughs) soup and the stations. So Soup Supper Ah. is at Cathedral School Cafeteria at 6 o'clock, and then Stations of the Cross will be prayed at 7 p.m., in the church and you can find many many more details just go to our community calendar materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Yeah, one of those great traditions during Lent is Stations of the Cross, and we will have the Stations of the Cross throughout Lent on Fridays, 7 o'clock tonight. First nice. time we'll be doing that, so very, very special. And Monsignor Gerard O'Connor is the celebrant for those stations. So and speaking of St. Mary's Cathedral, that'll be very special tonight at 7 here on Day Radio. Okay, controversy. Oh, yes. Yeah, we're going to wade into a very, very sticky and controversial mm-hmm. Subject, something a little fishy, next after we check the windy weather forecast at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. In the Lenten season, the Catholic Church invites us to prepare for the celebration of Easter Sunday of the Resurrection of the Lord. This period of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving allows us to imitate Christ during the 40 days he spent fasting and praying in the wilderness. Hi. This is Dina Marie of Faith Moments, and I'd like to invite you to a Lenten day retreat at the Grotto Conference Center, Friday, March 15th, from 9.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. 
on the theme, Behold the Lamb of God. This retreat features two conference talks, small group discussion, rosary and mass in the Chapel of Mary, time to explore the grotto grounds, and luncheon fellowship following mass. For more information and to register for this Lenten Day retreat, visit my website at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. Are you a young adult in your 20s and 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Chris Dohanik, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work and witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to meet other young adult Catholics, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. One of the many ways you can help Mater Day Radio is by supporting our Leadership Circle members. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs. Our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. How can you find out more about our Leadership Circle members? Go to our website at materdayradio.com and click on the Get Involved menu. You'll be learning about a great group of people. Windy, 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 our weather forecast. We've got a wind advisory in effect through tomorrow afternoon for eastern Portland and the Vancouver Metro, mainly along and east of I-205. East winds 20 to 35 miles an hour, gusting up to 50 miles an hour. Also a 30% chance of rain in the forecast, mostly cloudy with a high this afternoon headed up to about 44. Rain likely overnight, mostly cloudy, low about 39. But that wind really gusting out there right now. It's uh, gusting pretty hard, and it's 37 at St. Mary Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception here in Portland, our Parish of the Week. All right, and if you head out into the gorge, it is really getting windy out there, kind of chilly, too. It's 31 degrees at Our Lady Star of the Sea in Stevenson. Out of coffee? No need to worry. Mater Day Radio is brewing a second cup of the morning blend. Eric, our engineer here for the Morning Blend Show, he is out sick today. I'm a little disappointed because one of the many duties that we require of new employees, he is now the one responsible for making coffee. And I did not make any coffee yet this morning. So no second cup of coffee. But we do have a second cup discussion that we are getting into right now. It is Friday of Lent. You sure you want to get into this? <laughs> we all have. We have some strong opinions, we, especially we when it comes to do. our Friday yes. fish fries. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So we're going to wade into it. Who has the best fish, fish sandwich? sandwiches? Yeah. All right. So I found this article, Zach Johnston, the life writer for rocks.com. He, uh, I think must be a Catholic himself because he talks about how, you know, it's, it's, Fish sandwich season in the the fast food restaurants. Lots of places are given special deals. They know that Catholics are going to be looking for a fish sandwich on Fridays. Patrick, although you practice, as many do, every Friday throughout the year, Uh you give that up. Now, if you choose to only... Uh, abstain from meat during the Lenten season. We all need to remember that there are some requirements in order to do that. We have to offer some other type of uh, sacrifice or offering on the other Fridays of the year. So Patrick, you say, I'm going to just stay with fish 
all year long. So. Yeah, that's what I do. But I also try to pick up some of the other other things as well. But uh, yeah, that's my, my thing on Fridays. Just don't eat meat. And uh, I, the thing that I like, though, is as we get into Lent, my options open up for oh, that yes. because all of a sudden everybody's got these fish sandwiches. I got my eye on one, but I want to hear this list because okay. I've got some strong opinions. So Zach went just to the major fast food uh-huh. restaurants. He's not going to any, okay. any you know, privately owned because you know that we could go anywhere here in sure. Portland, find a great sandwich. So here's where he went to. He ranked Culver's, Arby's, McDonald's, Burger King, Dairy Queen, and Long John Silver. He said, those are the ones that I'm going to take. I'm going to eat at each one of them. So no McDonald's. Uh, yeah, no McDonald's oh, was okay. on there. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so here's what he said, though. I'm looking at the fish itself. The bun it comes on, of course, on National Tartar Sauce Day today. He <laughs> talks about that as well as anything they add on to it. So he goes and he ranks all of them. So these are his thoughts on that. Uh, the last on the list, so coming in six, he, he picked out six. He said, number six out of all of those, the Arby's King's Hawaiian Fish Deluxe and see, Sandwich. And he ranked that six. Six. So that's my number one. So it could be perhaps, and he shows a picture of it on there. It could have been the presentation of the specific one that he got. Okay. It didn't look completely uh, appetizing, but it's not very expensive. $5.49, he says. And uh, Oh, he, the one the one here has like a, a two for one. Two for one yeah. special. That's right. The, the neat thing about this one, why I think a lot of people would like, though, is it comes on a King's Hawaiian roll mm. bun. Who doesn't? love a king's hawaiian roll my kids will eat those two three (laughs) at a time in the sitting so that was his number six but i have to tell you brenda the fish is pretty good too the fish is good uh Uh, let's see he said yeah just that he said it just was kind of a mess so it 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 just wasn't the best presentation so had he gotten maybe a better looking one he'd they'd have moved up in the rankings so next one on the list at number five my favorite mcdonald's filet of fish I really actually enjoy a square piece of fish on a McDonald's bun. A little tartar sauce, a slice of cheese, you're good to go. It, it's it's tradition. It's yeah. tradition. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think I've seen on TV, they started advertising those again, and there's a special. What I did notice, though, last year, at least, you have to wait a little bit longer. I still think they're not like the most popular items, so they're cooking them pretty fresh as you get them. So they came in fifth on that. Uh, next on his list... He came up with, and you can have to hunt for this one around this area, Long John Silver Wild Alaskan Pollock Sandwich. Oh, okay. And this one looks like it almost comes on a like a hot dog type bun. It's kind of long in its presentation. All right. So that's Long John Silver. I looked online. There's a couple in town, but they're connected to... A Taco Bell, right. I think. Yes. Uh-huh. And there used to be one, I think, out in Gresham many, many years ago, but that one's long closed. So that came in <laughs> at number four. All right. Here we go. Now, uh, this one you're going to be a our critic on because we don't have them yes. around here. And number three, he came up with Culver's Northwoods Walleye Sandwich. Excellent. You've had it before. I, I have had. I've not had the sandwich that I could recall, but I've had their walleye. They only serve it during Lent, and delicious piece of fish. Good white fish. Uh, Culver's is based in Wisconsin, uh-huh. and uh, they had them in Texas when I lived there. And and then a, a few summers ago, I was traveling through Colorado, saw one, had to stop. They have a butter burger. 
that oh. they make. So that's what I'm hooked on. But their fish is very good. The walleye, excellent. So I will give it a thumbs up. Give it a thumbs mm-hmm. up. Well, the picture that Up Rocks shows on here, the fish piece is so big, it's actually hanging out over the bun. Mm. So you that's know it's a, good. It's a generous piece. All it's a right. Big, it's a big piece of fish, yeah. At number two, he now is ranking Burger King's Big Fish Sandwich. That's his number two pick. Ah, see, Burger King used to call it the Whaler. I oh, remember that. It was the Whaler. Really? Yeah, so I don't know when they, when they switched it up. It's called the Big Fish. I Somebody don't know. call the King. <laughs> Somebody's been uh, in the King's Court messing with his menu. That's number two. Now, what he says that he liked about this one panko breaded so he said Ooh. it was really very very crispy okay. it came with just your basics lettuce and mayonnaise and he said it just overall looked really nice okay. and so i can see how he appreciates that all right with just a minute left of course if you have been ranking these and counting them backwards i am amazed and i'm gonna go try one number one was the dq wild alaskan fish sandwich he said it's made with wild alaskan pollock as well panko crusted fried to order the bun is toasted and they got a great tartar sauce that goes with it so i can vouch for it okay had um, had, a, had more than more than a few of those okay They're pretty good they look they look yeah. all right so those were his picks for the top sandwich which is basically i think you could probably get almost all of them except for the culvers around so here. here's the thing right. the best fast food fish sandwich i think i've ever had Chick-fil-A had a fish sandwich, I think it was like two or three years ago. Uh-huh. And it never came back. Oh, really? It never Just came back not and popular it was outstanding. Enough. So I don't know what happened there, Chick-fil-A, but uh, you had a good fish sandwich and didn't bring it back. And I want to say, I think a local Popeye's chicken oh, uh, restaurant, yeah. they would come up with like a, a blackened shrimp right, that's right. sandwich or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I, I could get behind something like that too. So here's what I'm going with for lunch today. Okay, tell me. Because there's a local pizza chain... I, Pizzicato. Uh-huh. They for their their panini of the month is the smoked salmon panini. I don't know if that counts or not as a fish sandwich, but a panini that's is a that's on lunch today, oh. and it's Ooh, looking really tasty. Good. So I think on my way home today, I might stop over. I don't even know the name of it, but it is a food truck <laughs> uh, off of Andreessen. It's got a big English flag painted on the on the outside of it. They serve English fish and chips. Mm. Mm, Very outstanding. The good piece of fish. Malt vinegar. Malt vinegar with Mm. that. They've got little, like, almost like shavings of the potato in like a curled shape. That's their chip. Uh, But I'm going to pass on, they call it pea mash. And Uh, it's literally like mashed up green peas. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. I, I, you know, it sounds kind of bad, but it really is tasty. It's almost, if you like split pea soup, a lot like that. Oh, I do like split Mm -hmm. pea soup. All right. Well, Okay, now I want split pea soup, too. So. Uh, I hope whatever it is that you choose to have today, that you enjoy it, you offer up that sacrifice to our Lord, and that you enjoy today's second cup. Tasty. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. Join Modern Day Radio in our resolution to read the entire Bible this year. Bible in a Year with me, Father Mike Schmitz, is now available right here on Catholic Radio. Encounter God's voice and learn how to live life through the lens of Scripture with a new episode every day. I hope you'll join me as we discover how the story of salvation unfolds and how we fit into that story today. Bible in a Year, mornings Monday through Saturday at 6.30 and Sundays at 7, right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. One last check of our weather at Mater Day Radio. Wind advisory in effect through tomorrow afternoon for eastern Portland and the Vancouver Metro, mainly east of I-205. Winds gusting up to 50 miles per hour. High this afternoon, 43, and we do have that 30% chance of rain. Right now, 36 here in Bridge City. And closing out our show today, here is Steve Grazano, A Rightful Place. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Let's do it.
between your faith and everyday life. Hey, that's Steve Agrisano in a rightful place. 859. Ooh, what a good Friday. Pat, I'm as soon as, for fish. as soon as we got into break, that's all we have been talking about <laughs> is all these things that we could eat today. Uh, very decadent, though. <laughs> it's a little bit not quite the feel that we should have for a Friday meal. You're it right, should be meager. Right. Okay. Like but soup. I- and then tomorrow, I'm, I'm, I gotta pace myself because I got my 10K. You got your 10K, yeah. you gotta be ready for that. First Carb one. load tonight. I'm nervous. Oh, you'll be great. Okay. We'll talk about it on Monday when you come back <laughs> oh, all bandaged up. Uh, that's gonna wrap it up for us on the morning. Blood, new view from the pew coming up this evening. Can't wait. Have a blessed day.